You all ready for this? Dun, 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 that was the intro. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Welcome to Six Flags. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, we need that Hello. guy back. Oh, God. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, now I have to think about whether or not I want to keep that as the intro or if I actually want to do one. That was so good. <laughs> I might just leave that in. Why not? All right. So, oh, no. hello, everyone that's listening, and uh, um, everyone who's not listening. Apparently, you can hear things that don't exist. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Whispers of the Jade Immortals. We are a podcast that's using the 5th edition Legend of the Five Rings RPG to tell a story of some samurai tr- uh, trying to solve mysteries in the Emerald Kingdom. Will they die in episode one? Yes, they will. We usually do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, thanks for joining us and getting ready for the most exciting introductions from all of our cast mem- members, uh, followed up with their swift and flavorless deaths, where we recreate two characters in the very first episode of this. It's going to be super fun. Uh, so firstly, we have a super powerful and mighty and charismatic Tony. Tony, what is your uh, character's name uh, or something about your character? My character's name is Achika. Uh-huh. And she rides a horse. Yep. And uh, clan, family, uh, what, what's kind of like your... Nickname. Um, I, I guess what, what in, in D&D, as I'm sure a lot of people are coming from that uh, aspect before finding this, what kind of class are you? Uh, warrior... Like a talky person? B- bushy courtier. Oh, do, you actually shug- want the- do you have shugenjas? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's Bushi and Courtier. Okay, yeah, and like he said, warrior talky person. I mean, that's pretty accurate, <laughs> if, if not just like a weird description. Um, so that is Tony. It is Achika? Ichika. Ichika, okay. Um, next, we have a woman who is arguably the best player I've ever met because she brings a GM beer before every session. She did a couple of times, um, I hope for lots of beer. Uh, so maybe maybe I can get, just get that to be a normal thing. Uh, I'll be giving her extra XP if she does. Uh, so we have, we have Alyssa. That's cheating. So, <laughs> Alyssa, uh, go ahead and introduce your character. Apparently I'm really good with bribery, so I should mm-hmm. make that. You just change my... your whole character now. <laughs> so my name's Aiko Ko for short. I'm with the Dragon Clan, and I'm part of the Kitsuki Investigator School. Okay, uh, so um, yeah, she's she's metagaming, investigator Bribery mission, chose chose investigation school. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. So, remoting in from the Siberian forest, we have a good friend of ours who's recently vanished on a vision quest to find the meaning of corn. We have Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Michael. I am playing as Yoon. Uh, and that's that's a, a Shugenja artisan, uh, really yeah. just a painter, and gotten in way over their head. Awesome, uh, awesome. From the Crane Clan uh, in the Doji family. Uh, yeah. And they are 48 years old, making them way too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so that means we have Crane, Dragon, and Unicorn with Ichika, Aiko, and Yoon. Um, they are going to be traveling with a, um, a friend of Yoon's, because they are, I'm sorry, not a friend of Yoon's, a friend of Ichika, um, a guy named Najim, who is a, um, he is a Tengu, which is kind of a revered, um, 
fantasy style creature tengu or kenku for you DD people um are bird folk uh they are very revered in japanese lore and history so while they are an outsider the samurais of this uh location um kind of allow them to take part in things but not speak well not speak their ideas or, or their opinions or anything like that um so uh last but not least we have uh the best and most humble of them all the person running the game, which is me, Sergio. <laughs> uh, I've been running RPGs like this for 10 years now, maybe more. Um, had about eight homebrew campaigns go from start to finish, with some lasting up to five years, playing weekly. Uh, I hope to keep this podcast interesting enough to have a five-year streak, although I don't know if these people could uh, do that for five years, <laughs> the same characters. Um, they'd be ridiculously overpowered at that point. Uh I recently discovered Legend of the Five Rings. I've had an interest in feudal Japan, and after diving into the setting, it's uh, super rich in lore and really different from any other system that I've played or Michael's played or Tony or Alyssa has ever played, because they've all played D&D. Now, Tony and Alyssa, they've actually played a campaign of this uh, that we started recording um, previously, kind of learning how to podcast it. Uh, We learned a lot. Um, So what are your guys' thoughts on... Uh, this system versus like D and D because you've played both. I I actually had a lot of fun with this one. Um, it's it's been interesting going from being able to talk pretty modern to trying to make sure you're in that uh, super ancient times Japanese Asian culture, which is very much not in my super white girl realm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, just trying to adapt to, um, like, a a culture that doesn't exist anymore because it's feudal Japan. Like, that culture is not something that that back then exists now. Now, parts of it obviously still exist, but not not to this extreme. Right. Um, I enjoy that some of this is pretty PC. Yeah. Yeah. um, That's something I should say about this for anyone that uh, was kind of, you know, about not wanting to deal with sexist feudal Japan, because it was. Uh, this game does not uh, deal with that. Uh, sexism is not really a thing unless it's a person's in the games thing, like an NPC might be sexist. But overall, female can be samurais, female can be emperor, which they are in my setting, so I do have a female emperor. Um, but Tony, what were you going to say? I was going to say I didn't really have to change too much because my character that I played had no courtesy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Tony played the... Um, the statistic character last game or uh, last campaign, which was um, he dealt with all the die rolls and murdering people. So the talking part of it was kind of lost on him. My class had no courtesy. Yeah. Uh, So um, it is an extremely narrative focused game. So if you're here for a good story, then you won't be disappointed. Uh, And the mechanics are easy enough to understand. I will be trying to explain them as we go when we first encounter them. So uh, once that's explained or we do a new type of role, I'll kind of explain how it works. So anyways, without waiting any longer, guys, welcome to Rokugan and the Whispers of the Jade Immortals. Uh, Fade to black. (laughs) Um, So we are going to fade into episode one here, and I will start to describe what you guys see around you and what you're doing. The first thing I would like to say is that because you guys, I don't think, really had a chance to discuss how your characters know each other, or if they do, I will tell you up front that Najim and Ichika know each other already. 
Um, Ichika is a unicorn clan member, and they deal with leaving to Gajin lands, which is an outsider's land. Um, and he has met Najim on his travels, the uh, Tengu, and brought him back with him to explore the Emerald Kingdoms together because they have kind of been away for a little bit. And Najim has never been to this area. He's kind of from the equivalent of um, like Arabia or a Middle Eastern style of city. So this is his first time being in uh, Rokugan. Um, so those two know each other. Uh, I believe that Yoon lives here currently in the city of the Rich Frog, where we're starting our adventure. I'm a female. Oh, Ichika's a female. I <laughs> Ichika's a female. I learned this just now. <laughs> okay, so... Literally, we've all talked about our characters. We, we, <laughs> we've, I have had so much time to prep only the mechanics of how the recording studio is going to work. Um, and the characters, I'm sure, will learn all sorts of different stuff. Like, maybe you guys will just forget that Najim's a bird. Like, you don't know. You just don't know how that's going to go down. So, anyways, Yoon lives in the shitty city... The shitty. The city of the rich frog. Uh, where does Aika live? Or did she live in this area? There is... Let me go ahead and fill you in on the setting before you answer that question. Okay. I, it, you'll understand why. You guys find yourselves in the city of the rich frog. It is now the largest river port in the entirety of Rokugan. Three rivers kind of uh, either connect or disperse from this going throughout all of the different uh, um, clan lands supporting like goods and trade and all that sorts of stuff. Um, it was violently contested by Lion and Dragon Clan for centuries. Uh, the Unicorn Clan, after their return from Gadgetlands, also tried to place claim on it. But weary of the infighting, the old emperor declared it an imperial holding and made it neutral. He quickly dispatched an imperial governor to control the territory. Uh, this governor goes by the name of Sante, is forced to use ronin samurai instead of clan samurai to maintain law and order in the city to prevent fighting. Um, because if they use Dragon Clan Samurai or Unicorn Clan Samurai, one would have more power than, a, than the other. So they use specifically Ronin Samurai to control the city, which is way out of the ordinary. Um, the Ronin have served there for so long, they've claimed the family name, Keru, uh, and any, they accept anybody and all fighters regardless of past. So Ronin are actually Samurai. Um, meaning that they ha are a different caste of citizen than peasants or anything that's lower than samurai. And they're allowing even peasants to become samurai if they know how to fight. So basically they're a police force or an enforcement uh, that uses anybody of any past. Um, there are three districts in the city of the Rich Frog. There's the Lion District, the Dragon District, and the Unicorn District. Uh, the Lion... Uh, I'm sorry, we'll start with the Unicorn here. Uh, the Unicorn controls the entire western bank, which is a polished black granite and wood inlaid city and wharf. They have violet roof covers and a single tower where they station archers that's tall enough to shoot at the lion on the other side of the river should they try and uh, start anything. Um, this area is controlled by a elder of the Unicorn named Iyuki Shichiro. Uh, which you guys can either mark that down or, you know, when you run into him, write it down, whatever you'd like to do. Um, the lion controls the east bank of the river in the second district, 
where the most important trade hub is for the entire north of Rokugan. Uh, they deal in food, clothing, iron, construction, and arms, or weapons. Uh, and I suppose that's armor. Uh, the ranking clan samurai is known as Ikoto Minami. Uh, she longs for a reason to send 3,000 soldiers against the dragonfly to the northeast. The dragon clan territory um, is run by dragonfly clan, which is a minor clan. And Ikoto... Uh, the Okoto uh, leader of the Lion District wants to attack that area really bad. <laughs> um, so they have massive buildings connected to the canal that transport goods inland to huge storage complexes. Uh, they don't have any wharf or anything like that. They literally just bring boats into massive buildings that are over the water. Um, the third of the three districts is the Dragon. They control the northeastern bank that is an entire excellent fertile lands for farming, but they don't use it. They lend it out to the Dragonfly Miner Clan, run by uh, Tanbo Kuma, um, who is a very powerful Shugenja. Uh, the dragon do leave behind 50 powerful samurai to garrison a nearby shrine with the occasional Phoenix Clan visitor. Um, nobody knows why that is. They're just there. Um, the entire setup confuses any samurai that are wondering why they're here and the dragon clan keeps a lantern moving along they have a dodecagon of wharves that act as a communal calendar so they have 12 wharves that they put a lantern on and that kind of keeps track of the months and days of the year for everybody so anyone that's here they deal with that and that's run by the dragonfly so now that you know all of that i'm sure it's a ton of information giant information dump um yeah go ahead <laughs> I think you said Dragonfly, not Dragon Clan. Mm -mm. Dragonfly Clan. Oh, it's by the It's a minor clan. Okay. Yeah, the Dragon Clan runs the the Dragonfly Clan. It will be slightly confusing. <laughs> that will be, yeah, just a little. <laughs> you know what's funny about that is is now I don't think of them as dragonflies. I think of little flies that look like that tiny are dragons. dragons. <laughs> tiny little oh dragons. That's, That's what they are though. <laughs> Just tiny dragons. It's canon. It's canon. There's tiny... The dragonflies are tiny little dragons the size of flies. <laughs> their symbol is just a, a dragon the size of a fly on their chest. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, too stale. Um, so Najim and uh, e, something... I'm going to remember these names. Achika. Achika. Um, Achika. Stay in the unicorn district because they are unicorn, very clearly. Um, or Unicorn and Gadget. Um, Ico, I believe you're Dragon. So if you stayed with the Dragonfly Clan, that would make a load of sense, I suppose. Unless you already know the other people in the, the group. I, I don't know anybody. I have one solid goal. Because I'm part of the investigator school, I really want to be a part of the... Um, Karu family? What was it? Blooming... Jade? The Whispers of the Jade the Immortals? The Whispers of the Jade Immortals. Yeah. yeah. So I really want to be a part of them, and I heard that this is kind of where you get started. Mm -hmm. so, so I, I came here in search of that. Yeah, so the Whispers of the Jade Immortals, for the listeners here, um, it is a sect of clan samurai that have created their own kind of family that is clanless, that run um, investigations for the Empire... Uh, with uh, no bias. They're basically unbiased investigators because they work for the Imperial Emperor, but
but actually not necessarily for the Imperials, more so alongside them, because the Imperials can still be corrupt in some ways, and the Investigation School needs to, know, needs to be able to deal with that as well. So they are very, very high-revered um, uh, investigation kind of sect of samurai. So, yeah, you're basically just here in all the districts looking for work from the Whispers of the Jade Immortals. Yeah, I mean, I'm only 26, I think I decided. Yeah. Um, and I haven't had much experience with being an investigator. Okay. So, I will say that, um, to kind of fill you guys in, you guys are or have had contact with the Whispers of the Jade Immortals. That's kind of what connects you all together. Uh, is that you guys carry the pin of the Wishers, Whispers of the Jade Immortals, uh, which is a wakazashi pointed downwards with a scroll crossing over the blade, and out of the hilt a lotus flower is blooming. Um, it is all jade with flecks of gold in it, and the flecks of gold are only sourced by Gajin lands. So only outsider gold is used to create this pin, which doesn't seem important to the average person that might be listening, but sourcing goods from outside of Rokugan can be seen as disrespectful. Um, but for these Whispers of the Jade Immortals, they they have a lot of power uh, and, and respect uh, when it comes to that. And to maintain neutrality, they do use Gadget members a lot. Um, so yeah, you guys all have those pins. Uh, and you're looking for schools. Yoon, uh, what is kind of going on with you? Because you're Crane, and Crane is nowhere really near here. It's on the other side of Lionland, so you're looking like 400 miles away. You're, you're, you're a good couple of weeks of walking from here, so what's going on with you? Yeah, so Yoon, uh, Yoon is living in the Lion Clan region, uh -huh. actually, uh, because that's where the center of commerce is. Uh, it's the and largest an... trade area in all of Rokugan. Yeah, so so as an artist, um, he tries to essentially get a, a good amount of business uh, to support his uh, his art endeavors, and so a lot of that is him kind of uh, working as a, a curator for the the wealthy nobles that would come in to purchase or seek repairs for fancy art that they might have. Awesome. Okay. Uh, so so <laughs> just because I kind of helped you set up your your uh, painter ideas. Um, how successful is your painting and art in this area right now? So, you know, I, I'd say he's he's successful at helping people fix and maintain their pieces, but he doesn't really end up selling any of his own. People do oh, not like okay. his art. <laughs> so he's yeah, like no, a, he's... Um, he's like a restorationist. Yeah, so he ends up as a, rest a restorationist, but but he does not want to be. I will say that. Okay, he doesn't want to restore stuff. He just does it because that's what keeps him alive right now. <laughs> exactly. Got it. Okay. So so it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like being an assistant to a great person, but you know you really want to just move on and make your own thing instead of being an assistant. Although you do work for yourself as a restorationist. Exactly. Okay, awesome. Well, then, now that we kind of have some background, I'll get you into where your characters are now and what's going on. Uh, you guys, all of you, find yourselves at the gathering um, of samurai in the Unicorn District, celebrating the joining of Okoto Minami's daughter, Yua, and the son of Iyuki Shichiro Azai. Uh, you're meeting with everyone enjoying your time. So the lion 
leader and the unicorn leader, their son and daughter are getting married. And you guys are at a party involving their marriage because the unicorn and the lion have been fighting for centuries over this land. And this joining will cease that fighting. It's a marriage politically to kind of gain some power for all of this. So um, that is kind of what you guys are at right now. You're in this outdoor party. Think like, uh, uh, what's that party over in Europe, uh, in Venice, where they have the outdoor masquerade? Uh, it's like maybe in Italy. Uh, um, there's Mardi Gras. New Orleans, Mar they have Mardi Gras. Not Mardi Gras. You guys are not at Mardi Gras. <laughs> yeah. <That'd be> cool. <laughs> Show me your beads. Um, yeah, so. It's Carnival, right? Carnival. Yeah, Carnival. That's, that's one. actually in Brazil. What? No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, no, yeah. that's that's Brazil, dude. Maybe yeah, I'm not thinking not of it Italy. then. Does Carnival where you, where everyone use masks masks? Carnival is like Brazil's Mardi Gras. Okay, interesting. Alright, well then yeah, it's it's kind but of it similar. has more historical value than Mardi Gras. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's cause this is this is like a a party dash get together um for what? I did a I did a report on Brazil, that's why I know. I'm so cool. <laughs> Got it. Um, <laughs> did a report on Mardi Gras or Carnival? Carnival. Okay. We, uh, we had <laughs> South America as our continent oh, party. Oh, I see that you have So that. I did Brazil, mm -hmm. and Carnival was a huge part of it. Got it. So There's a Carnival in Italy as well. Oh, cool. It's the Carnival of Venice. No, oh, so Sergio, Sergio did have it. There's just yeah. more than one. There's just one. Because I was there when one was going on. That's gay. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is what I was looking for. There you guys go. Okay. Tony thinks because he went to Italy once, he's Italian. He is Italian. I am Wait, Italian. He is Italian. <laughs> Wait, yeah, no. He, Tony definitely is for sure Italian. <laughs> so, so... Um, you guys find yourself at this party. Everyone is um, kind of dressed up very nice, and a lot of them do uh, wear kind of like kami masks, or the, kami are kind of spirits. Uh, these masks uh, that represent different things. There's fox masks and, and mostly earthly creatures, but there's also other creatures that um, we wouldn't exactly know, uh, like these horned devils that people are wearing as these masks. Real quick, remind me. This is the marriage of... Um, do you want the names or do you want the clans? Clans. Uh, it Lion is the unicorn. between the unicorn and the lion, yeah. And the okay. names of the two getting married are Yua, who is lion, and Azai, who is unicorn. And you can ba they're basically just the son and daughter of the leaders of those districts. Got it. So very Romeo and Juliet. Um, Yua is Y-U-A, and Azai is A-Z-A-I. I just want to say, I spelled those right. Nice! <laughs> I Bragging rights. Bragging rights. Uh, so, you guys are at this, this uh, great event, and kind of just relaxing, hanging out, uh, talking to all sorts of different officials, um, and trying to, I guess... Uh, just integrate yourselves with the other districts because it's very rare that everyone in the different districts comes in and, and meets together. So you have unicorn representatives, lion, um, uh, 
uh, and Dragonfly at this event. Um, so, one thing I will note about my character is that she is always wearing much more revealing clothing than she should be. Mm -hmm. Because there's a famous Dragon Clan member who was one of the warriors and she would dress provocatively to distract make it her enemies. Yeah, to distract yeah. her enemies. And it is Co it is in the thing in the lore books. Yeah. I found it. Yep. And Ko has decided to adapt that because she realizes that more people are willing to share with a pretty face than they are with someone just dressed pretty normally. Yeah, yeah, they're more relaxed. So I always have my hair in a ponytail. Okay. And then there's a clip on the side of my hair, like on the side of my head, mm -hmm. that holds a big ass ostrich feather. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it. That he probably no, got from Gadget Lands. Time. Yeah, there's no giant hat. Uh, from campaign one. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll okay. find out it's actually just one of Najim's feathers. So Najim, yeah, Najim is a bird folk, but he's actually an ostrich folk. It's a new thing. Um, he's just a giant no, no, fucking no. ostrich. You painted your feather to look like an ostrich. Mm. It's legit. Mm. Now that so, you've said that, it's going to be canon. Uh, yeah, God damn. So uh, Najim and E. Ich Ichika. 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 Uh, are kind of walking around. Najim is remaining quiet because he is not exactly allowed to speak his mind. Uh, this would be the one city he probably could, but he's a rather quiet folk instead. Uh, he does not have any of his weapons on him. Uh, I don't know if you guys do. Nobody here is packing weapons besides Wakazashi's. Um... So, or, or ceremonial Daisho, which is uh, katanas and wakazashis. So, I have a knife. You guys, out of everyone that you're seeing, um, Ichika and Najim, Yoon, and uh, Aiko, you guys see across the way with your uh, drinks in hand, your sake glasses or your tea or whatever you would like to drink. Uh, you see across the way, everyone, all the other people representing the characters that are playing here, the pins of the Jade Immortals. So, uh, Ichika, you see Yoon with his pin, and he sees your pin, and um, uh, Aiko, you see their pins across the way. So you guys recognize that there's some sort of connection there as far as investigating. What do you guys do? Well, I am going to walk uh, walk kind of casually up to uh, Ichiga and and, uh, and basically ask uh, what they're doing here because I see we have a matching pin, but I assumed we were all just here as guests. Can I do a courtesy check to actually do a proper, a proper thing? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Why don't you go ahead and respond, and we'll roll it afterwards, and we'll see how uh, how well it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> what are other than my family's goal? What are we trying to do other than like just hanging out? Um, like, what are you guys trying to do here in this city? Yeah. 
Um, you're basically trying to uh, just relax right now. You don't really have a whole lot of goals. The city's been relatively comfortable recently, actually. There's not been a lot of crime going on. Because of the marriage, a lot of the infighting between the unicorn and the lion has been diminished. So it's actually, a, it's kind of like a, a peacetime. So the investigator school has actually been not that busy around here. Then in terms of family, my family has a, like a goal to try and keep peace. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of just here making sure peace is still good and enjoying myself. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. Okay. So you're going to say that to him? Pretty much just for, what would be the word? Festilities? Fest okay. Festivities? Festivities. Whatever Fest that word is. Festilities, Festilities is an awesome word. Whatever that it's word like is. a festive facility. Oh, yes. I would <laughs> like to order some festilities, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah. You just say you're enjoying your time there. Um, you walk up as well, Iko. Oh, cool. I'm actually more of a fly on the wall kind of person. Okay, sure. sure. No, that's fine. You can, <laughs> If I ever say you do something and you don't think you do, just tell me that. That's fine. So I'm just going to sit there watching them right now. Uh, like 10 feet thing. away or something against the wall? Yeah, kind of within earshot. Okay. I know that they saw my pin and I see their pin, but I'm not quite like sure. Like locked eyes for a second and then you just ignored them? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out what their read really is. Um. So one thing that I did want to say as you walked up, Yoon, is that when you approached Ichiga uh, with the pin... Uh, you saw that pin at first, and uh, you saw that she was traveling with the Tengu, which is unusual, but not something that you as a crane are unused to. You've actually probably been around Tengu more than anyone besides Unicorn. Uh, but it does catch you kind of by surprise that they're also wearing a pin of the Jade Immortals. Interesting. Well, I, I'll, I'll turn to the Tengu, and, uh, and I will say... Uh... Well, it's nice to make your acquaintance, and I'm, I'm glad that we're all actually here as, as friends and uh, and not on business. Uh, what's, what's your name? <laughs> um, he'll bow. Uh, he'll bow, and you notice two um, on his left and right hip in his flowing robes, unlike you guys wear. Uh, you guys, I think, majority wear, like, kimonos or either, like, leather pants or armor or stuff like that. Uh, he is just wearing flowing robes with a leather top uh, that would be really useful in high heat environments. Kind of unusual to see around here. Uh, when he bows, you see two scimitar, um, uh, what do you call them, scabbards? Uh, two scimitar scabbards. This would be a holster. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think it gets a full It doesn't, sheet. it's not all the way up because you wouldn't be able to pull it out. It's yeah, so it's like, like a, a little thing that You basically it. see two things that would hold scimitars on his hips. Um, which are swords that you recognize from reading about, but not swords that you've seen in person. Um, and it's interesting to you that they, he's basically from what you can see carrying no weapons at all, unlike you guys who carry wakizashis. Aiko's gonna step in now, and she's gonna have a tray of shots for everybody. Allow me to interrupt. Shots, sake shots? Yep. Okay. Just what he was just about to say his name, and then you walk up with some shots. Allow okay. me to interrupt. Uh -huh. Drink, everybody. <laughs> okay. Um, you see a rather attractive-looking dragon woman. Um, I say dragon woman, which I think is means an unattractive woman. <laughs> but 
an attractive dragon woman uh, approach you and offer you sake shots. I am going to take one of those, but I am also going to glare at her. Uh, okay. For interrupting so rudely in our conversation. <laughs> um, Najim will look at Yoon and he will go, my name is Najim. And then he will grab a shot and uh, watch for you guys to drink first. <laughs> I'll take a shot. Um, he knows that if he were to drink first, it would be highly disrespectful. <laughs> so he'll just hold it. So, so far, uh, that seems par for the course for exactly. whoever this lady is. Um, Ichiga, are you taking a drink or not? Are you ignoring it? Oh, it was really rude. It was! <laughs> <laughs> Fine, allow me to explain the, inter the interruption. Go for it. I'm not quite sure this is a place where we all should be talking. Obviously, our pins kind of show our intentions here. Mm -hmm. And while we're here in a party setting, not quite sure it's like the safest place for all of us to be talking so openly. Mm -hmm. um, and Najim is going to look over at Yoon and go, apparently we are here for business <laughs> and not for That's fun. <laughs> that seems unfortunate. <laughs> um, and it's with response to that, I'm going to take the shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. Um, so at this point, guys, you guys see a hubbub kind of happening over near one of the um, uh, Unicorn Clan strongholds. Not necessarily a palace, not really barracks or something for like guards or, or clan samurai. More so a location that one of the higher-ups would be staying in. Uh, it's a very nice house. Not a palace, but it's a nice house. And you, you see a bunch of people, probably, you know, 40, 50 people, samurai, peasants, and the like, all standing close together, which is unusual. And, and it's getting louder. They're talking and talking and talking. And more and more people are leaving the party to go over to the front door of this house where there are ronin samurai holding their hands out going step back step back stay away stay away what are you guys doing okay so my my character is a subtle observer and i want to see if i can kind of get a a sense of what the crowd thinks of what's going on how how do they all appear certainly um, why don't you tell me what skill that you think is relevant and give me an air check. It's going to be air plus a skill. And while you're I thinking think about that, um, I will kind of explain to the listeners here how that works. Uh, this system has two different die types. There are skill die and ring die. Um, ring die, uh, are basically just under 50% chance of success and skill die are just above 50% chance of success. And each skill and each ring has a number on it that corresponds to how many die you're going to roll. And every time you try and do something in this game that requires a die roll, you or the game master picks a ring that's appropriate and a skill that's appropriate. And you roll those die together to get your successes or failures. So I called for air because it is about precise, cunning, graceful, and subtle approach, which you're trying to do. You're looking onto a crowd subtly or um, uh, with precision to try and see what's going on. I would also allow water, which is perceptive. 
So either one of those is, is fine. Yeah, so I'm going to go with air, and then and then just kind of going by the book on the skill, it does say uh -huh. uh, courtesy. So I And I courtesy. do have courtesy, so I'm going to use courtesy. Air, air courtesy, uh, appeal formally, especially if higher. So, oh, you're saying for su for subtlety? Or for yeah. subtle? Yeah, uh, it's what a page, subtle. What page is that on? Uh, it's on 110. 110. Let me look this up for one second. We've all got our uh, books here, so we can check up all this stuff. And it is Subtle Observer. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm actually going to call for Sentiment or Courtesy, whichever one you would like. Yeah, gonna go I, I'm going to stick with I'm going to stick with Courtesy for this one. So that means I get okay. uh, I believe three ring die because I have a three in there, and I get the one skill die. Yep. Yep. So three black die and one white die. All right, here we go. And when you roll them, you can keep three because your air is three. Oh gosh, darn it. Oh goodness. Um, so I am going to keep <laughs> three of these and and immediately give myself uh, three strife. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Subtle Observer allows you to reroll up to two die, by the way. Oh, you know what? I will. Um, <laughs> I I will reroll. I will you can do it once these, per scene, by the way. Your advantages and disadvantages apply once per scene, and the scene doesn't end until I tell you it ends. So. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe I won't reroll then. It's up but. to you. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my. Your three strife. Uh, my three strife. <laughs> okay. For the listeners, the way strife works, uh, there's gonna be a, quite a bit of explanation this episode. Just kind of keep people on uh, on check here. Um, there are two types of basically health bars in this game compared to D&D, which just has the one. There is endurance, which is your physical, and composure, which is your mental. When you run out of physical, you become incapacitated and you could die. Uh, when you run out of composure, you're, you kind of have a mental breakdown. In, in uh, samurai culture or, or feudal Japan culture, um, to have an outburst is considered dishonorable and you need to keep your cool, basically. When you have too much strife that exceeds your composure, you break your composure and you have what's called an unmasking and bad things happen when that occurs. So you've kept three strife on roll one of scene one. <laughs> I did. I absolutely did. Uh, and, uh, actually and I'm one not of those... telling you the TN, the difficulty. I'm not telling you that, which means you get a void point. Okay. I, one of those is an explosive success. So I'm okay. going to roll an additional black die. You roll an one. additional of what the die is if it's explosive. Yes. He did say black die. Mm -hmm. Which gets me nothing else. So I have three successes. Yep. Okay, so you, you rolled it, got nothing, so you have three successes. Um, any opportunity? Uh, no opportunities. No opportunities. Okay. So with your three successes you are going to see that on the guy that's out front of the door, just behind him, you see somebody, another clan samurai, um, that is kneeling over what looks like a body. Oh my. Uh, I will relay that news uh, to who I trust the most, which is currently Najin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> True facts. Um, Najin, Najin will go. There appears to be a body at the at the front door, and everyone seems to be crowding around it. It okay. looks like it's a samurai body. 
Najim will respond with, Perhaps our badges may come in handy here. I'm going to use curiosity and get closer. Okay. You're going to get closer to what's going on. This is about 100 feet away from you guys. Uh, So you climb closer. Uh, Is anyone else following? Uh, I will will follow, and I will follow from a distance, though. Okay. You follow from a distance. Uh, Ichika, what are you doing? I probably will follow, too. Okay. With Najin? Yeah. Okay. So, probably saw something. Yeah. Um, you have Subtle Observer as well, I think. Right? And I have Keen Sight. And Keen Sight. Oh yeah, Keen Sight. That is a thing uh, that Najim has. Um, so you guys all start making your way towards this commotion, and the more and more Ronin Samurai are showing up and dispatching the crowds. The crowds are going back. The party's kind of re-engaging here in the background um, as these Ronin Samurai form a circle uh, kind of around this house that you're approaching. I, I pull out my journal of observations and start writing. Okay, you start notating everything. Um, Najim, as you're walking, he's gonna look at Ichika and go, I should have brought my scimitar. <laughs> I feel a bit naked, how about you? It would be a sign of disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm not- go up Sorry. Najim's gonna respond and go, I am not afraid of disrespect if I am dead as well. <laughs> uh, and he's gonna pull his hood over his head so that his uh, his large black beak is kind of sticking out the front to kind of try and conceal himself a little bit here. Um, <laughs> as you guys approach closer, the bird claws are walking on the ground. I want to nudge him and say you're not fooling anybody. <laughs> um, he is going to, uh, uh, or you guys are going to approach this this house. And as you get closer, these Ronin samurai they look at you and they almost tell you to leave, but then they catch your the glints of your badges on the front of your um, outfits, and uh, they they uh, kind of part ways without saying anything. They part ways to allow you to enter. I'm gonna lead the way. <laughs> I'm going in. Um, hey, y'all said you were following me. Yeah. So I'm obviously Na- the leader here. Na- and this is an investigation thing. I obviously have the, oh, yeah. the highest authority. Sure. Um, <laughs> you step in. You step into this house uh, with the rest of you following. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna Cautiously. I'm gonna follow, but okay, I, I'm gonna follow but i'm gonna stay towards like the perimeter i'm gonna stay next to the guards oh, okay so you're gonna kind of stand out on the the front area of the house looking in while the rest walk inside yes okay so who is currently inside the house right now there is a dead body and a couple of clan samurai clan samurai not ronin samurai clan samurai unicorn okay. they're all unicorn mm-hmm. the dead body what clan don't know not close enough yet you're walking I in. I'm in the house. I know. I was getting there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, so you you walk into this house and you're looking around and you actually see um, uh, uh, Iyuki Shichiro, the unicorn uh, elder, standing over the body of their son 
Azai, uh, who is dead on the ground with his own wakazashi in his stomach. Um, it's uh, The blood's kind of pulling around him. These samurai are all looking around, uh, and all of the... Uh, all of the Unicorn Clan samurai that are there are looking at you guys with suspicion. Like... Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Aiko. And I'm gonna bow. Mm -hmm. I'm part of the Kitsuki Investigator School with the Dragon Clan. It would be really helpful if you guys could tell me anything you've seen in the last... She, she <laughs> um, Shichiro, the elder, the one who basically runs the Unicorn District, will look at you, and he'll go, You are here to help with this investigation and find the one who killed my son. And two of the other Unicorn, they look at each other, like, with, like, he's, almost like he's crazy. And they look at each other, and then they just look back to you. And Ichiro goes, I must return to my home and think about what has happened and why the kami have done this to me. And he walks past you, pushing past. And as he gets past you, he walks up to Yoon, eyes your um, Jade Immortal pin, and goes, you will help as well, will you not? I will figure out whatever I need to figure out, and I'll let you know if you need to know. He, uh, he'll do a short nod to you. This is somebody with status that is extremely higher than what you guys have, and him bowing first is showing you great respect. He's just lost a yeah. son. I will uh, bow so, back in return. Yeah, he'll he'll finish his bow and then and then walk off through the streets. Does he actually look? What's the word? Like sad? Not put together? Yeah. Yeah. He looks flustered. Oh, okay. You totally... Yeah, the vibe I got was uh, was creepy, not flustered. <laughs> oh, I, I got really sad old man. Yeah. Yeah. Sad old man is what you're dealing with. Um, definitely, uh -huh. like, is beside themselves about the death of their son. So they have left, and these clan samurai are all standing around this body, kind of crowding it. If you were not here when the situation... If you were not the ones who found the body or were near him within the last two or three hours, you can leave. Nobody leaves. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking around you guys in this house, uh, you see that's two stories made by wood uh, with, like I said, on the outside where Yoon can see that the roofing is purple or Violet for the Unicorn Clan. Um, it's two stories. It's it's rather humble, but also the decorations inside are, are fairly nice um, to you guys. Yoon, I'm not entirely sure what you think of them, uh, unless you want to roll some sort of aesthetics check, uh, which I believe is yeah, non-utilitarian art. So if you want to roll aesthetics, you can kind of judge this house if you feel the need to. Um, but as far as the stuff, it's expensive stuff that's inside. Meaning this is some high up person, which makes sense because it's the the basically ranking samurai of this district's son. Um, 
The son is there. It looks like he was cleanly stabbed by a wakazashi. Uh, and blood is pooling around. Now, the thing that stands out to all of you, um, except Yoon, because you are outside still, uh, is that the um, the blood that is coming out of him seems to be, like, curdling. Like, thicker than normal. Like, a normal blood pool would be, you know, kind of runny and, and out there and make, like, a pool. This is, like, kind of, like, sludgy. I'm going to go to one of the, let's see, um, you said it's all unicorn samurai in the room. All unicorn, three of them, yeah. Three of them, okay. Does any of them look like they're more sad than the other? They all look, uh, two of them look uh, kind of shocked. One of them uh, looks like he's just doing a job, like he's just there. Okay, I'm gonna go talk to him. Okay. Go ahead. While she's talking, I want to use my keen sight to look around the room. Sure. So while she can have that conversation, I'll be walking around the room. Uh, choose your ring, it's water or air, and then choose a skill um, when it comes to investigation uh, to kind of look around. Um, and then for you, uh, I go. You go up and you talk to him. Uh, what are you saying? Uh, he'll do a, a short bow to you because he's kind of unsure whether or not one of you is like back. higher than the other. Um, and he will go, uh, Takaki. I go. I'm sorry for your loss. He'll nod. Is there anything out of the normal you can remember? From today, the last couple days. Uh, Azai was set up to run a small, a small group of samurai from you know ten thousand to twenty five thousand samurai, and I think, and he kind of looks back to his his allies, his two other friends. And he scoots a little closer to you so they can't hear, and uh, he goes, "I think it may have got to him." And his only way out was his wakazashi. Has he never led a bunch of samurai before? He... And he looks back to his comrades again. <laughs> and he looks back to you and he goes... He... Did not want to marry... Yua. And... He had not led... A life of a samurai in battle before so I think with the wedding coming and the commander position or the leadership position it all built up to this did he happen to travel anywhere but potentially outside of Rokugan he recently got back from Scorpion Lance yes he recently got back from some diplomatic business. I'm unsure what that was. With the scorpion. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to touch his shoulder briefly. Mm -hmm. and The dead body or the guy? No, the guy. Oh, okay. No, I wasn't sure. I didn't know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to touch his shoulder briefly. Okay. And, and just, you know, give it like a light squeeze and then just kind of drop my hand. Sure. 
Um, he'll uh, kind of stand up and just look on. Uh, what is everyone else doing here? I know that uh, Ishika is looking around the, the room. Well, what did you roll? TN unknown. Go ahead and gain a void point. Anytime I don't tell them what they need to succeed, they gain a void point, which is basically they get to keep and roll an additional die whenever they'd like. But they have to spend a void point for it. Trying to figure out a good roll, uh, which I should use with water. I was feeling. What are you looking for? Like, what type of evidence are you looking for? Is my question. Can I do a sentiment analyze check? Sure. Okay. I was kind of looking for anything potentially tampered with. Skull every. And then what ring? Fire, air, or oh. earth? Oh, you're not talking. I'm going to do fire. Okay. So I want to kind of look over the body and the area that's in. I don't have anything in medicine, so I'm thinking sentiment analyze can kind of help me figure out One. anything different. I only got two successes. And you're uh, kind of analyzing the guy you just spoke to? Yeah, the position he's in, just kind of seeing how he, I feel. He's a clan samurai, uh, somebody who kind of protects this area. He's like a guard. Right. And this is probably a failure. Yeah, okay. Um, well, no, I'm actually looking at the dead body this time. Oh, you are? Yeah. I was trying to look at it, um, the idea is I want to kind of analyze the position it in. It's oh, in the position it of... could have been self-inflicted, Got it, I thought you meant actually. the position of the gun. Oh, yeah, it looks like it could be self-inflicted. It definitely looks like it could. The position that it's in looks like he, um, basically committed seppuku and then fell backwards. Okay. Um, which is basically suicide, uh, and then fell backwards to his own death. Now... Um, with, uh, I, let me finish up, um, uh, Ichiga's role here. Yes. Yeah, Looking around, uh, you actually find a, uh, a small vial in the corner of a room. Small vial, no label. Can I medicine the blood? Sure. If you want to try a medicine check. Yoon, what are you doing? You're still outside. Yeah, so I've been kind of pacing around the house, and I actually want to try and use uh, gossip to, to try and listen in on, on what the people who are gathered around are saying, and also okay. maybe if any of the Ronin guards are saying anything. Okay. So you're listening, or are you talking and gossiping? Uh, so right now I'm just listening. Okay, got it. Um, so you're going to listen to that gossip, and I believe that is your passion. It is. Uh, so you can remove three drive. Um, Wonderful. <laughs> and you can make a skullduggery air check. Oh, boy. All right, I have no skullduggery. Your TN, oh. is, your TN is two. I just have air. All right. I have a void point, so I might as well spend it. You can choose to spend it after you roll. 
Okay, let's roll these and see what we get. I'll take one strife, and I have a I have two successes and an explosive success. I'm gonna roll again just to see if I can get an opportunity. Oh, I did get an opportunity. Opportunity can cancel out strife. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. You know what? I will do that. Actually, I yeah, you can do that. I... Or with air, you can learn another character in the scene's demeanor in current strife. You know what? I I do. Yeah, I'll take the strife because I like that second option better, and I want to try and see if there's anyone who looks less upset than everyone else or um or you know just seems out of place looking off into the crowd you find a member that is dressed um in dragonfly robes and they look like they're um like fairly focused on looking into the room um looking into it like everyone else is kind of talking and and being freaked out and this person is like slowly pushing their way through the crowd to the front and when they get to the front they kind of just stop and they're peering into the room without speaking to anybody that's the only person who stands out what do they look like aside from just the dragonfly robes i'm sorry you cut out there what was that oh i was saying uh what do they look like aside from their robes uh young guy in robes black hair um probably in like his 20s to 30s I actually want to uh, to try and approach him. Okay. Uh, you approach this guy, um, and he takes no notice of you. Uh, I'm going to wave at him and uh, wave at the guards to let him inside and have him uh, come off to the side to talk to me. with. And I'm going to ask one of the Ronin guards to follow. Okay. So you ask this guy to follow you, and um, or do you ask him directly? Uh, I'm going to ask the Ronin guard first, and then ask him. Okay, you ask the Ronin guard, and the, the guard looks at you, and you, he goes, you'd like to enter the circle and bring this, this man with you? I'm already in the circle. I, I, well, well, they're in the crowd outside of the circle, just outside the circle. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So, yes, I would like to bring okay. him into the circle, and I would um, like you the, to accompany me. The guard will go, absolutely. Um, and you... you uh, I guess approach this guy and say what to him to try and get to try and get him to follow. I'd say, uh, you seem particularly interested in this. Uh, would you care to come and uh, talk to me and take a look inside? Uh, he he stands up uh, like straight immediately and looks you in the eyes and he's like, "Oh no 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 no! I just I I was curious what was happening inside. I just didn't see what happened. I I could see what looks like almost a body in there." So, okay, my, one of my other passions is secrets. <laughs> okay. Um, and I want to see if I, I, I can use a, a sentiment check to, to try and mm -hmm. see if someone is concealing a dreadful secret. Sure. Go for it. That's going to be air. Air again. I'm so happy with these air. Air, air is all about cunning. Um, so yeah, if you built your character... Um, in a certain way that wants to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah, air is going to be called upon a lot. Woohoo. All right, here we go. Rolling three skillless air dice. T TN is, is three. 
Okay, I got oof, two opportunities and one explosive success. So I'll roll one more for the explosive success. And let's see, do I get to re-roll anything with secrets? I don't think so. All right. Yeah, this is going to be a fail. Okay. So um, you're trying to gauge him whether or not he's lying about something or has a secret, and you can't tell. Hey, he could right. just be a person that was interested leg legitimately in seeing whether or not there was a body in there. Does he appear nervous to me? Uh, after you approached him, yes, but before that, no. Okay. Uh, is there anything that stands out about um, his robes or any of his anything on his person? Uh, nothing really stands out, no. He's not carrying a wakazashi or anything. Okay. Oh, he's not carrying a wakazashi. No. He's wearing a dragonfly robes, but it's hard to tell whether or not he's an actual samurai or just part of the dragonfly clan as, like, a peasant. Uh, can I turn to the ronin, uh, and ask the, them to hold this man un until I talk into my associates? Uh, the Roman will nod and he'll go, absolutely. And he'll walk right up and go, you will stay here. And the man <laughs> kind of shakes for a second, like afraid. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you start going inside. Yeah, I'm going to walk in um, and I want to take a look at the body for the first time. And also I want to take a look at the room and I want to see what the aesthetic design is of the place because that's just who I am. Okay, yeah, go ahead and roll aesthetics with uh, whatever uh, ring you think is appropriate. Uh, while that's happening and you're making that roll, what's uh, what's going on with the people that are inside? I'm going to walk up to Najim. Mm -hmm. Najim, I assume. Yes. I'm sorry I didn't introduce myself properly before. You have introduced yourself with sake, which is something <laughs> that I can appreciate. Most times. <laughs> you flatter me. My name's Aiko. Hello, Aiko. I am Najim. And uh, he'll do a short bow. I'll do a short bow back. I'm curious, since you're from the Gajan lands, do you happen to have any knowledge about poisons? Not too much. I have not been in an area that would require such dastardly equipment so i'm having a hard time because they said the so pause what was the guy the samurai i was talking to again his name his name uh it was i've got it right here uh takashi okay okay i'm back in now uh-huh takaki seemed like one of the advisors samurai for Oh, I will, I will have his name. Azai. The guards. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, they mentioned that he came from the Scorpion Lands recently, and as we all know, the Scorpion are kind of sketchy. Mm-hmm. But I do know that they interact with Shadow Clan a bit. Um, do you happen to have any connections there? Or maybe your associate? I have only recently came to the Emerald Kingdoms. 
I have no connections here. You are very helpful. Thanks. When you need me to save your life, I will not. <laughs> Yoon, Yoon is, is chuckling in the background. <laughs> Go ahead. So, if I'm doing a medicine check, am I allowed to use Subtle Observer on it? I did do an air. No, I don't think... I. It depends. It depends. It would depend on whether or not you are observing, like... No, no, I'm sorry. Subtle Observer is observing something... That would be Keen Sight. Keen Sight would be if you're looking at something visually. Yeah, Subtle Observer I, would not apply here. Right. It observing, says, I think you'd be watching the action Like happen. a person happen without being caught. You need to spot or use small details of other people. Uh-huh. So no. No. Keen Sight, which you also have. Yeah. That'd be fine. But that would be so. This is a body. Yes, you don't need to subtly do anything. <laughs> no, well, it's no because subtle. of the small detail thing. Keen sight says the same thing. It says spotting details of crime scenes that nobody else can find. Keen sight uh, is basically that. So can I then use uh -huh. that to do a reroll? Sure. And it's on just two die. Yes. Any die. Mm -hmm. Two die, any die. You're observing the body? I'm doing a medicine check on the blood. Okay, that's right. I'm gonna go walk upstairs. Okay. I guess water would be... This is now a survey check. For the water. Okay, sure. That's fine. It also could be fire or air. But I need to use it for water. For that's just inside. that's just suggested. It doesn't have to be. I thought it had to be that. Nope. That's just most common. standing in the doorway now. Where you got the ropes? The guy that, that Michael's character brocked up. Oh, oh, you wanna did you get two opportunities? You need two. Yeah, he got two. But I can't but take did he keep that it? many. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but did he keep them? This is uh for the people listening, this is what a roll keep system is. They roll more die than they can keep and they have to decide which ones they want. Why did you roll in did you roll in void? No, he rolled in no, air. I rolled, I rolled in air. Well, either air or water. It's only two. So, I'm just going to take my three successes. Three successes. There's no With your medicine check. There. Uh, there is no TN to this. So, if I use my void point, will I gain one then? 
because technically there's yes. no TM. Yes. If you had a void point before this, yes. you can use it and you will okay. gain another so one. I yes. Will do that. Okay. Jeez, you guys are power gaming. There's a What'd first for everything. Hold on. What did you get? Another explosive? So I got an explosive on the first roll that I did. Uh huh. And then when I used my void point, I got another explosive. Uh huh. So I have <laughs> now five. Five on successes? My check. Okay. Oh my you god. Ch you check. But uh -huh. I also have four strife now. Jesus. <laughs> you people. Um, you guys find... Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, you check the medicine. Uh, you do your medicine check on this body. You check out the blood. And this like coagulation of the blood relates directly to nightshade poison uh, which is a scorpion land poison and with that we'll be right back after a short break here to kind of figure out what's going on with this dead body of his eye All right, we're back, everybody, from our short commercial break about um, Nike shoes. Thanks for sponsoring us, Nike. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, also, thank you for the free Sacramento Kings tickets that I'm sure we'll get in the future. It'll be super fun to send everyone in the studio on a Hawaiian vacation. <laughs> okay, I'm really just going overboard there. Um, so, you guys had just discovered a couple of things here. Um, you discovered that vial... Uh, in the corner of the room, uh, Ichika found that Yuna just walked into the room to make an aesthetics check. Uh, and uh, Ichika had just discovered via a medicine check that the blood had been poisoned by Nightshade. Um, a specific, it's not necessarily just utilizing Nightshade, um, which is a, I believe a type of mushroom or a flower. I can't exactly remember off the top of my head. Um, our botanist here might know, Michael. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Nightshade. I mean, it would make sense. Is, but... is nightshade a flower or a mushroom? I think it's a. Mushroom. It's, it's a flower. flower. It's it? it's a okay. it's a flower. Nightshade's so, yeah, a flower. It's... They're actually they're related to tomatoes. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> um. <laughs> so it utilizes that as a an ingredient in this type of poison uh, that you got because you got four successes, uh, which is pretty damn high for medicine. At where we are with zero experience so right when that happened yoon had just walked in and is making an aesthetics check and got five six four successes and four, four successes? opportunities that's right four successes oh and, no, four successes is, and and three opportunities that is that is a lot of stuff to get at this so, level um, so four successes is, for example, a very hard task, such as diving safely from the top of a waterfall. That is one of the examples of four successes. Or recalling exact words years later. So that's kind of like the measure of aesthetics that you have just looked at this home, looking with your years of experience. Um, you look at this home, and it is very... It's actually very tastefully decorated. And to you... 
Um, I believe that you kind of appreciate uh, outsider artwork or outsider um, details in homes. Being that this is a unicorn house, this house is almost entirely of Gadget origin. So it looks very high-end from utilizing like golds and silvers acquired from outside of the Rokugani kingdoms and all sorts of different artwork that are painted and sculpted in different ways uh, that would not be seen around here. Whereas most samurai that walk in here think, you know, this stuff is nice, but like it's weird. <laughs> but you can definitely tell that this is a very high taste uh, kind of home. Uh, with your Thanks. opportunities... Your three opportunities. I believe you said you wanted to notice an interesting detail about a character in the scene was two of them. And your last one, did you want to use that to get rid of strife? Like, what was your options? What did you? What would you like? Yeah. So I want to. Um, opportunities I are definitely... on page three twenty nine. By the way. Yeah. So I I am on there. I'm looking at that. I do want to learn something about our robed fellow that we talked to last time. Oh. Okay. Sure. You want to learn his uh, demeanor. Uh, so actually it says I can uh, notice an interesting detail about the character in the scene. Um, That's for Such air. as an advantage or disadvantage. Yes. And then the other one is learn a character in the scene's demeanor as well. That's also one. So you've got three. So yeah. you could do notice the detail and demeanor on the same guy if you wanted. I thought that's what you were suggesting. Yeah. You know what? I will do that because I was going to I was gonna do a strife removal Remove for strife. one of them. And, it, and by the way, it's only, it only gets rid of Strife that you got with that roll. It doesn't get rid of Strife yeah. that you already had. Just so you are. Yeah, right. no. I did get more Strife with okay, that roll. Okay, awesome. <laughs> but you're going to use both of them to look at your character um, at that guy outside. Uh, what is your current Strife level out of your composure? Just curious. <laughs> uh, it is five. <laughs> out of out of what? Ten? Out of eight. Oh, jeez. Oh, I forgot. You have really low composure and low endurance because you have a ton of focus and vigilance um okay right. so you look outside and you see this i'll tell you his demeanor is ambitious uh he is an ambitious, ambitious individual yes uh you can tell that whatever he does his his demeanor that he's putting off is like he's trying to achieve something uh whether that be like a news reporter or um, trying to just get the, the inside scoop on what's happening. He is ambitious about what's going on. Um, secondly, uh, you are trying to notice an interesting detail about the character in the scene. Um, as he's moving around, uh, you see on his belt, uh, he so they normally have um, like these silken belts or these cloth belts that tie their kimonos together uh, on the inside. Sometimes they have things wrapped around their waist. Um, for like shorts that are underneath and what you notice on the inside is this small leather pouch tied to one of these belts that is kind of concealed underneath his kimono robes interesting okay <coughs> so uh, the other thing i wanted with that aesthetic check is i also wanted to see the aesthetics of the wakazashi that is embedded into our sad fellow here yeah you cannot use aesthetics for that that's non-utilitarian art Oh, so like the decorations on it don't count as uh No, nope, that is called that is called design and that's finery or worn art. Oh. Aesthetics and well, design I... are two different checks. Uh could I roll uh, a design check to take a look? Uh go ahead, um Iko. Iko was gonna say something. Okay, so I know I said I was going upstairs, but actually I'm gonna stop mid going upstairs and go back around. 
and talk to Takaki. Takaki again. Okay. I want to see. Does he have his wakazashi on him? He does. He does. Okay. Everyone in here has wakazashis on them. Okay. And then the wakazashi that's next to him's unicorn clan. I'm yeah, yeah, the one that's in him. So that all. Yeah, unicorn clan. Too. All checks out. Okay, but I'm gonna go to Takaki still. Takaki. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and I'm gonna ask him uh, if he could give me a tour of upstairs. Uh, he will say, I am to remain here with the body. That makes Feel sense. free to go upstairs. <laughs> has, has he been in this house long? Is this his home? Are you from around here? No. <laughs> yes, he grew up here. He was born in this city. We built this city. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I oh my god. The help random. I'm sorry. I have to say this. This was such a random story from yesterday's D&D session for you D&D listeners. Um, and I just blanked on it. Perfect. That absolutely rolls with who I am as a person. So, yeah, I absolutely just forgot what I was going to say. Anyways, continue on your going upstairs. So, no cities were built? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm, I'm going to, you know, write down that note. He was born and raised in this house. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to head back upstairs and check out the bedroom. Okay. Um, you go upstairs. You're checking out the various rooms that are up there. And they look relatively undisturbed. Uh, no check required. It looks like whatever was going on happened all downstairs. Okay. So I Chica, I will mention you... that uh, ahead, I Michael. forgot I I forgot to actually uh, discuss how my character thinks about the aesthetics and <laughs> that I rolled. We went straight to the the, the mechanical details, but. <laughs> But we left out the fact that, that my character is, is most assuredly wandering around the room, admiring all of the art while rubbing their beard and is uh, <laughs> is picking up things that they probably shouldn't and are examining them and then putting them back down. <laughs> yeah, actually, if we could kind of describe what our characters look like in this scene right now. Um, I'll start with uh, Yoon. As you're looking around at all this artwork that's on the walls and these sculptures that are standing up, these man-sized sculptures or these art pieces that are on the tables, uh, what what does your character look like standing there observing all of this? So uh, my character is wearing blue robes, much in the color of the, the Crane clan, and they're balding, although they do have a ring of hair, uh, and okay. uh, they have a, uh, a gray beard uh, along with that. And they are absurdly tall. So they they tower over most of these people at six feet. Um, absurdly for the time period and location. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most <laughs> most people in this time period are around five six. That's like the average height. So yeah, he's he's easily looking over everyone in the scene, uh, except for maybe Najim. I'm not sure how tall Najim is. Uh, Najim's five uh, five four. Okay, so yeah, towering over everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, actually, Najim might be 5'6". Let me uh, look up here. Uh, Najim is 5'5". Five five. So, yeah, you are you are definitely over the top of a majority of people here, if not everyone. 
don't yeah. know if anyone yeah, else which, is that tall. Yeah, it lends itself very nicely to to taking a look at the crowds and seeing who is who. Oh yeah, for sure, for observing people. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, that's kind of what you look like. Let's go over to uh, um, Ishika. What do you look like? Like not in the scene, just normally. Well, in the scene, what does Ichika look like as she's doing what she's doing? Well, since she was probably making the medicine check still, she's probably knelt down near the body observing the blood. However, she would be doing yeah, that yeah. to figure out that there was that poison. Licking it, you know. Yeah, you know, taking a good lick. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah, you're you're kneeling down looking it over. And, and like, what is, what is uh, her, like... Um, what does she look like to an outsider? Like, what does her hair look like? Um, what her robes are looking like? Does she carry weapons? So her weapon is normally a scimitar, so mm -hmm. she does not have that as a unicorn, because yeah, because it's not ceremonial. Yeah. So she only has the for, wakizashi. For the listeners, ceremonial is an in-game quality. That means you can basically bring it into any situation and nobody can judge you. If it's not ceremonial, you can't just bring it around town because it's like bringing a weapon around. Instead of something that's, like, honorable to carry. Continue. So the robes are more of like a... I want to say almost a deep purple mm -hmm. with white accents. Yeah. And then her hair is always in a ponytail. Yeah. It's it's up a bit, so it doesn't go straight back. Yeah, like the traditional style where it goes... It's like a... It's not, like, on top of her head. No. Not at the back, like but in the middle. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And then like on high. the side of her head, that giant ostrich feather yeah. <laughs> sits there. Yep, with a clip. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, and uh, Aiko, what are you looking like as you are walking down from these stairs after investigating uh, the upper levels? I am 5'4", but I do wear heels. Yeah, because oh, of your you... testing thing that you were saying where you um, yeah. distract people in combat. Or you... <laughs> Uh, I try to look my prettiest so people yeah. kind of don't think I'm threatening. Now, now for the people for the people that argue about heels in this setting, it is a gadget influence. So, like that is something that comes from outside lands that the Westerners use. Um, that she has kind of adopted into her own character. Yeah, more accurately, it'd probably be wedges, mm -hmm. not actual mm -hmm. heels. Yeah, but... I don't think she's walking around in stilettos in a. Uh, in this no. cobblestone streets, that would probably be a pain in the ass, if I'm honest. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not looking for anything that's going to make me taller than um, Michael's character. Used. Like six foot? Yeah. Yeah. Six inch heels. So, I, I'm just, I just go for like an extra inch sometimes, too. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, but for the most part, I'm, I'm about the same height pretty regularly as Nishi. You're in like green and yellow robes, right? Green gold? Correct. So the dragon clan is green with gold accents. Uh-huh. And I kind of stay true to that. I'm very proud of my heritage. So I wear the colors, obviously. Of the clan. Yes, of the clan. And for me, we mentioned it's provocative stuff. Yeah. Things that um, are distracting. Yeah, things that are distracting. So I show a little more cleavage. Um, I wear really tight clothes <laughs> with like flowing accents. 
Can't wait for dress up session. <laughs> <laughs> for for those people listening, I've known Alyssa for like I don't know my entire life. It it feels like that, anyways. Um, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So, yeah, you're you're dressed as um, a little more like Western influence as far as um, like showing off what your body looks like, which yep. isn't dishonorable here. It's just unusual. Uh, and I will say that Najim, uh, he is wearing a sand-colored flowing like uh, robe that also is partially a cloak, so it has a hood on the back. Um, and in front of this robe is a golden orange kind of um, tabard-esque thing hanging off of his uh, leather armor chest piece that he wears over the robes. Go ahead. One thing I forgot to mention is I do have a magnifying glass. That's right. And I um, have something I adjusted that I didn't talk to you about is I have a necklace on. Okay. That's um, the seal. It's like not the seal, but it's from the old empire. Oh, like yeah. The last yeah. emperor from, that was from around. Haunted. I have like yep. one of the royal so amulet things so in the last like 15 or so years the emperor has switched from hante uh, which was a crane clan member to the unicorn clan empress um named nalish so yeah she has uh, recently taken over so she's saying she has a necklace that represents hante the previous emperor which is h-a-n-t-e-i um so yeah, uh, Najim uh, has these two scimitar uh, holsters on his side that kind of hold these these giant uh, axe-type blades. For uh, it's, it's like a long sword, but with a curved blade and a thicker end uh, near the tip for chopping actions or slicing actions. Uh, and on his um, hip, he actually carries a timekeeper of sand. And it has... Uh, so you, everyone knows what a... Um, uh, how a uh, sand timer works. You tip them over and it keeps track of time. He actually has a sand timer that keeps track of different types of time. 24 hours, 12 hours, um, you know, an hour, 30 minutes, a minute, 15 minutes. All these different sand timers that are a part of a single entity of an object. So this one object can keep track of all these different times whenever he wants to flip them individually. Uh, it's kind of like a... Uh, uh, a time piecing or an, or an old type pocket watch that must be kept stable at all times. And obviously it doesn't exactly work very well when he's moving around. But if he was staying at his home, he could set this up and keep track of the days and the times and all that stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's something that kind of stands out for him. Uh, and what he is doing is he is currently observing the room uh, with his large black beak. He kind of looks like a humanoid crow. Uh, he is looking around the room for enemies. Uh, being that that's what he does is fight. Uh, he fights and travels uh, and and just deals with things as he sees them. So uh, now that we've kind of gone over our character introductions mid-session, uh, we are all currently in this uh, room after you just discovered that the blood seems to have been poisoned at some part. Uh, Yoon, you have looked at the aesthetics of this building, and it looks like this person had really good taste from outsiders, which is unusual. And uh, you found that the vial, uh, or that a vial, is in the corner of the room. So, what are you guys doing currently? I want to go over to the vial. Okay. Uh, you go over to the vial. You left it there the first time? I didn't touch it. Okay, cool. So, you go over to this vial. 
what? I want to go to Ichika. Ichika? Okay. Um, Ichika, you go over to the vial. What are you doing with this vial? Does it look thrown? No. Like placed? Nope. Looks like it's fallen out of a pocket. Just laying on its side. The corner of a room. Next to the stairs. Does it have any liquid left in it? Uh, it has a residue. Not like drops of liquid, but like a residue, like a film. Enough to tell them what was inside? Um, some sort of clear liquid. Maybe milky white. Now with my medicine check, knowing that Nightshade, nightshade. was in the blood. Yep. Do I know what Nightshade looks like in liquid form? Milky white. You also know that nightshade is ingested. Yeah. Not injected. Well, it can be. That, well, this version of nightshade that you've looked at is ingested only. Mm. You pierce somebody's skin with it, it's going to make them itchy. Yeah. You ingest this, it'll kill you. And then how... Do I know how long, with my forecheck, nightshade to effect? About an hour. Is there any, like, food residue anywhere? You look over, um, you look over on one of the setting areas, these pillows that surround this table in an area that would be, like, um, an eating area. And on that area, you see a pile of ramen on a small serving dish. Eaten? Yes. Like, it's mostly empty? Yeah, like it's mostly empty. There's a little, uh, a little bit left, but not, not much. I don't have any way to like seal the vial, right? There's no cork involved on it. No, it's just a glass vial. Well, we're gonna need to start getting evidence, I assume, right? Yeah. So I guess I'll pick it up without spilling it. Sure, that's fine. It. There's only a film; it can't spill. Okay. It's just a film that's on the inside of the glass. You walk over to Ichiga. What are you doing? What she got? There. She doesn't seem very... Courteous. I don't think you have a whole lot of courtesy. Or trustworthy. So. <laughs> she just kind of trots up. Yeah. <laughs> I have zero courtesy. <laughs> Whereas Ichika is fairly have, courteous. And the family have, respects courtesy greatly. Yeah. I only have one courtesy right now. I yeah, but you fairness, respect it. Yes. In all fairness, um, Aiko has been kind of only in the Dragonlands. And yeah. sometimes she went to the uh, Emerald Kingdom. Dragon are also fairly... Well, the Emerald Kingdom involves the Dragon Clan. But you're talking about like the lower I'm at the, the, the southern yeah. lands. Uh, so, Dragon Clan people are fairly individual. So, they don't really hang around people very often. So, yeah, she walks up and says, what do you have there? What you got there? I seem to have found a vial, which looks like it had nightshade residue in it. Hmm. I like you. You notice things. <laughs> you notice things. Nalish will walk over <laughs> to Yoon uh, and go, 
what do you think of my people's art? Oh, I think it's gorgeous. It's a shame that more of our people can't appreciate things that come from the outside. I really like the brushwork. You're saying that? <laughs> okay. She and she We're all in uh the group from now, right? No. No. You're like you're like oh. 15 feet away from us. So like you could hear us, but like but saying mind. something would be like yelling across the room. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I, it sounded like you were walking up to us, no. but then Michael answered and I got confused. No, no, no. I walked up to Yoon. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, yeah. you know what? It would be totally in character for her to do that. Yeah, though. I was going to say, you hear <laughs> us. So um, do you say it is the, is the real question here? Are you saying it or are you not saying it? Um, you know what? I'm going to hold back. Because there's a murder in I this house? <laughs> yes. I shouldn't yell across the room when there's a dead body. Yeah, okay. Um, so I None. will uh, I will respond uh, to you. Uh, Nalish will respond. In, or Najim, not Nalish. I am not the emperor. <laughs> or the empress. Uh, Najim will look to you and say... Uh, your people do not respect things that do not come from their area of the world. It's truly a shame. But, you know, maybe we can teach them someday. I think people can learn to improve upon their pretenses. He will, uh, uh, Najim will look over to Ichika and go, I like him. We shall bring him for drinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I oblige heartily. <laughs> he um, shall teach me the ways of his people's art. <laughs> Someday we'll make art together, Najim. <laughs> um, and the three samurai that are standing there scowl at Najim for talking about art in the middle of this. <laughs> and Najim will look over to, uh, to Yoon and go, I think I could kill all of them while I am drinking a sake in one hand. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Najim, I don't, I don't think this is the place to show off at the moment, but, <laughs> but, at the, but I do think we, we do have someone who could use your particular attention sitting outside with the guards. Uh, who is there's that? A man in a, there's a man in a, uh, in a golden dragonfly robe out there who seems to have much to gain by what's going on inside. Then perhaps we shall all take a look. Us four? Huh? Oh, I'm just mumbling to myself as a Kai. Like, why are they focusing on the dragon character? The dragon uh, fly character so much. Oh, got it. I'm like, Najim is going to look over and go, Ishika, will you come with us outside? Take a look at something interesting. Sure. Uh, okay, so you follow um, outside. Are you coming as well, Iko? Mm, I wasn't technically invited, so I'm just gonna like tag behind. Okay. Not uh, really in the group, but. Najim will walk with Yoon out front, and uh, he'll look to Yoon for guidance on what's going on. To me? Uh, Yoon. I know it's oh, hard. You. You, not you, Yoon <laughs> with an N. <laughs> I am there. all of you. I am. Yes. I am the true. I am you. you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to to whisper to all of my friends here and say that 
This man over here seems to be particularly suspicious. I don't have any useful information about him, although his motives seem to be that he has much to gain. Also, if you haven't noticed, he doesn't seem to have a wakizashi on him. Is he even samurai, though? I will be here in case anything dangerous happens. I suggest you three take the lead. It seems that Aiko is particularly interested in turning this into a uh, personal investigation, talking to all of the people inside. I think that maybe she could be the best interrogator. I agree. <laughs> and Ishika can take a look at this man and all of the details that are about his character. By eyeballing him intensely? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, Najim will look back to you two and... Uh, um, just kind of silently peer at you with his black, beady eyes. Alright then. Um, something happened. I lost sound. Yeah, I oh. don't hear anything anymore. I think Michael muted himself, possibly. No, I, th I lost sound from your mic. Yeah, we don't oh. hear you anymore. Did it die? Did your headphones die? No. Oh, there it goes. There we go. Uh, You're gonna need a back track of That's like. weird. Uh, well, I mean, my microphone picked it up. The recording yeah, but for Michael. Michael, did you hear that? Nope. It's like you disappeared. <laughs> That's so odd. Welcome to he recording to episode one. This, uh, episode one shenanigans with the microphones. Um, basically, Najim just said that perhaps Aiko could lead the way and um, Ichiga could uh, kind of visually observe this guy to see what's going on with him. Beady eyes. And, and Najim looked at uh, both of them with his beady black crow eyes. Oh, as we, um, as we head out the door, I, uh, I want to use token of memory. Okay. Uh, and what I want to do is I want to, um, try to basically create the illusion of the body being covered up. Hmm. Okay. To kind of prevent people from taking a look at what's what's going on go, go ahead and roll it all right let's see that's theology error mm -hmm. and i believe it's two successes okay that is going to be one success one explosive with strife i'll re-roll or i will not re-roll i'll roll an additional rather and that's so i got three successes one with strife That puts me at six. <laughs> Although, wait, Did I was talking with... Did you get opportunity? Uh, no. Although, I gotta ask you something. So, when I was talking with Najim about art, since talking about art uh -huh. and gossiping and things like that is a passion, would I lose three strife from that? No, because you I... already did. Ah, okay, that was earlier. Got it. Oh, no, you lost it due to um, gossip. Yeah. Is the other one also oh, a I passion? Uh, no, secrets is, so never mind. No, so, yeah, you would not. Um, so, you guys go over there and you start to speak with him. You make your 
uh, token of memory spell go off as you're exiting to cover the body. Uh, what are you covering it with? Just like with the sheet? Yeah, so, yeah, there's a uh, there's a sheet, an illusionary sheet over the body so no one can see that. And now that takes us to Aiko leading the way. Okay. Aiko, what are you saying to this man? Uh, hello, I'm Aiko. Um, he is being held Mike by you guys again. a um, Ronin samurai. Basically I'm, staring at him, making sure I'm going to turn to the Ronin. You're dismissed. He'll do a short bow and leave. You're now surrounded. And you're inside the, basically, the police line. Air quotes. Um, uh-huh. With a random citizen that you've pulled inside the police line to question. I am so sorry you've gone through this kind of a scary experience. I was not aware that one of my associates would want to use a Rokugan to keep you kind of here, a little bit hostage. A Rokugan? So, a Ronin? Or, sorry, Ronin. Yeah, yeah, Ronin. <laughs> you you, you want to use the, the continent? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm so sorry he used a Ronin to kind of just force you to stay here. I Feel free to just relax a little bit. We're not really trying to you're okay <laughs> it's this fine. guy this guy will uh he'll kind of stand there and he looks really nervous uh while and... she's talking i'm gonna lean over to najim and say i really don't think he's actually okay oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh can you hear me michael okay yeah, it cuts out weird can you hear us michael let me see he... there he is can you hear oh my now? god! I think it's yeah, the audio keeps cutting out. Weird. Yeah, it could okay. Be um, okay, so uh, yeah, you you guys both speak to this this man, and uh, he is going to go. Uh, who's who's underneath the sheet in there? I couldn't get a good look. I just couldn't tell who it was. It's. We're not quite sure if it's something to be super worried about yet. Um, we're trying to ask people... Is it, is it a Zai? It looks like it. He, uh, looks wide-eyed at Yoon and at, um, uh, Aiko. Uh, and he goes, It is a Zai. Are you sure? Are you certain? Well, we don't really want to raise too much concern right now but yes we're very sure uh this guy after hearing that has a full unmasking and he looks at all of you guys and he goes oh my god i have to warn his mistress and he just runs off through the crowd or starts to run off through the crowd towards somebody that he has called Do his mistress. Do I have mistress. the chance to like grab his hand or arm or something? And we'll be back next week on The Whispers of the Jade Immortals.